your home for XRP news, technology, and my unfiltered opinion, I am your host, Nicholas, with XRP Talk. If you would like to express your opinions or story on XRP, please download the Anchor.fm app and look for XRP Talk. You can leave a message for me to share with my listeners and discuss. Support my podcast with a monthly donation is just as easy by going to anchor.fm slash XRP. Thank you again for tuning in to XRP Talk with Nicholas. Good morning, everyone. It is 5.30 a.m. on a beautiful Wednesday morning. The XRP price is 56 cents. And this morning I have a couple audio clips to play from a listener, Christos Pittis, I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, the first uh, voicemail or message I'll be played was uh, to my question, what do you plan on doing with your XRP or like your money you get or like what do you plan on spending it on and using it on uh, so uh, here's his uh, message here the first thing i'm gonna do is to pay off some debts right after that i'm gonna give some money to my family so they can have a good life from from now and on i will invest also my money in real estate and some other assets and i might buy a beach house in cyprus too thank you again sir for leaving that feedback it's much appreciated and don't forget you too anyone else can uh, leave feedback for me on anything in uh or an answer to my question i ask um so he actually has a question and this uh, for me and this is what it is Hi, Nicholas. Just a quick question for your next episode. Let's suppose that you travel abroad. How would you pass your nano ledger through the airport security? Would you put it in your pocket or would you just snip it somewhere in, in the luggage? This is a very good question. Uh, I think there, because I've seen a lot of stuff, at least last year, about how when you're crossing borders and stuff, like they can check your, I don't know if this is only US or um, other countries, they can like check your data on your devices and stuff. Uh, me, if I had, for probably for me, I probably wouldn't bring it with me, but if, um, I guess it really depends actually, but if I had to bring it with me, I would keep it on me because when it's in your luggage, you don't really know if like it gets taken or something like that. And if it's on me, at least I know I have it. And if they like put it into a computer or something, um, they still need to know the code. And um, if they were like trying to get me to put in the code and stuff, I would just put it in wrong three times and erase the device. And because I have my backup uh, 24 word key. That's probably what I would do. Um, I don't know what would happen after you erased it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely uh, would no way unlock it for them the correct way. Thank you, sir, for that question. It was a very good question. It's now time for your XRP Tech Talk. 
In this segment, I wanted to talk about CoinGecko.com. They asked me on Twitter if I've ever viewed their site after I told someone to check out Live Coin Watch because Coin Market Cap is not something I use, especially since the illegal things they did last year by removing markets and then crashing the price is of cryptocurrency. So after that, I stopped using them. I found Live Coin Watch. And then um, uh, CoinGecko, uh, I think I stumbled upon their site before, but I never really like actually knew it had like a market cap type setup. So they said, have I checked it out? And I haven't. So I went to their site and I checked it out. Uh, it's very similar to the other sites. Uh, it does look a lot cleaner. Uh, it is in my favorite color, green. And... Um, it has the basics, uh, coin price, 24-hour uh, percentage change, market cap. Instead of volume, they say liquidity. But something else they have that I haven't seen before, which is actually uh, pretty good because it makes sense. Um, they have a developer tab and a community tab. And they have a total percentage, which I'm iffy on putting that because it's confusing uh, especially since it's next to a chart and it looks like it might be about a chart. Uh, so my opinion would be to remove it because that's just what I think. Um, but they have a developer column, which takes uh, some kind of algorithm they do or something about the uh, community development on like GitHub. And let's just see actually what it says. CoinGecko tracks the development activity of the coins via public source code repositories. The reason why we are looking at this is that some coins are no longer maintained by the developer, thus those coins would appear very unlikely to progress over time. By looking at how much interest and effort goes around the development community, there is a chance that the coin will continue to innovate according to how the cryptocurrency market sees fit. So like GitHub, Bitbucket, etc. Which, that's good. I mean, it has percentage. It has uh, Bitcoin as 98%, Ethereum at 95%, EOS, EOS at 93%, XRP at 70%. Um, and I don't, and it, if it shows you what they actually have, looks like they might just go by the sheer number, which um, obviously there's a lot more Bitcoin maximalists and Ethereum people. So, I could draw the number up. Um, I guess it doesn't really say about the quality, but I do think it's a, it's a good stat because there are a lot of coins on here that have absolutely no um, no use and aren't being even worked on anymore. And then uh, the next thing they have is community, which uh, it says... Cryptocurrencies tend to experience tremendous growth when there is a strong community backing. A, com- a strong community contributes to new ideas and new features to be incorporated into the coin, increases trade volume, and signifies growth towards a bigger market. So Reddit, Facebook, etc. Um, and then so these are marked in percentages. And then there um averaged out i believe to get a total percentage which it looks like by default coin gecko is that's how they determine who's number one number two number three and um i'm not saying that 
I'm disappointed that XP is number four. I just don't like that that's how it's defaulted to because, I mean, it is what it is. If that's how they have it tracked, um, that's the numbers. They don't lie. Um, but I don't think it's fair to go by coin or go by that percentage because it's kind of confusing at first when you look at it, um, especially for someone that doesn't know. And I think it's pretty standard to go by the coin market cap because it's kind of like the whole point, I guess. And then uh, have the stat next to it is a good stat. Um, but my opinion would be get rid of the total. It's, it's confusing to me. Um, might not be confusing to others at first. Um, some recommendations I would have if I were to make some changes is they don't have any one-hour percentage changes, which can be good for seeing like if the market is changing. Um, 24 hours, it's really hard to tell. Um especially like within a short period of time. And then um, if they wanted to keep the same, I think having at least a way to change the columns um, to fit what you want to see would be nice because their site is nice. It's not bogged down with ads. Um, It's very clean looking, um, which I like. And their prices update automatically. Uh, they don't update as quickly as Live Coin Watch because Live Coin Watch allows you to adjust it. Um, but I do like when the price changes; it highlights green uh, if it's going up, and then red if it's going down, uh, which I really like. It, I don't think market cap or any of the other stuff automatically changes, which it might. That would also be a recommendation: have the price, market cap, and liquidity um, all update at the same time. That would just make the most sense to me. Um, but they have uh, some other information on here, like BTC, ETH, and BCH dominance. Uh, you can create an account, so you can kind of set up some custom dashboards. But the one thing that's really awesome about their site is um, if you go to, what is it? So next to on their uh, menu, they have uh, these three dotted lines and down arrow. They have API widgets, uh, APIs and widgets. So um, widgets is really helpful if you have your own website. You can put in whatever coins you want to view and view it in different ways. So there's like a list, um, a price chart, um, a marquee widget, and a uh, static headline widget, and then a chart compare widget which uh, I ended up putting just the uh, coin list widget with just XRP on my website. Uh, it's very clean looking. It's uh, updates on the, your site as well. Um, and that's really awesome. It's, uh, I don't think there's a lot of that out there, at least on a very easy way to see. And that's how I saw their stuff before. But I, like, I was still like redoing my site, so I never put it on there. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and then uh, I looked at their uh, their mobile app. It's really nice. It's very similar, except they do rank it by coin market cap because there's only so many columns they can view. I would recommend a one hour column or at least a choice to put the one hour instead of the twenty four hour because there's limited room. Um, that's just my opinion, um, but everyone else has their own opinion probably. So who knows? But. Uh, CoinGecko, uh, thank you for uh, asking me to check it out. It's definitely 
your app will be something I use all the time, and then your site will probably be what I use instead of Live Coin Watch. Um, yep, and that is uh, my review over at the Coin Gecko uh, site and app. It's now time for your XRP news. So there's actually quite a bit of news. There's a lot of FUD coming out, FUD articles, which I find is funny. It seems to always come out when XRP is reigning supreme or doing really good or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the main thing that seemed to be when I <clears throat> pulled a report of, um, sorry, when I pulled a report of, uh, what Ripple and XRP news articles are out there, uh, yesterday, <clears throat> the main one seems to be from CNBC over 9 billion wiped off XRP value after a surprise spike in the cryptocurrency's price. Um, same kind of thing. Ripple XRP has fallen sharply after last week's spike. Here's why. That's by Forbes. Um, same thing. Bloomberg did one. Uh, one thing that I found interesting was, where is the article? There was one on, let's see. So JP Morgan, there was a news article that came out about how they had like 75 um, banks or whatever in this like network of uh, people to um, sorry this network of banks um, and then like people are saying it's like in competition with uh, Ripple which it totally isn't it's using the um, uh, Ethereum blockchain um, and, and it's not using a digital asset this is what an article said if you look at the IIN, which is the name for the acronym, in terms of what blockchain applications are live, there are very few, and most of them are either in pilot or proof of concept stage. Uh, this is the single biggest. So that is a bunch of BS. Um, it is uh, not really a, probably that useful of a technology. And... Uh, Ripple has been in production for like five years or something um, with way more customers than their 75. And then it's not, it's like um, XRP Trump had a, a, a very good uh, phrase for it. Uh, let's see if I can look it up. So this is what he said. Uh, it's a private pay a private payments relationship, not a settlement solution, no digital asset. Basically, a fancy way of keeping accounts. And it's just that. Another big thing that started circling around yesterday or the day before, uh, this is an excerpt from an article. In July, Mr. McCaleb was selling twenty to 40,000 XRP a day. However, starting in August, according to a public clearinghouse of token trades, he started selling 499,312 XRP a day and at one point sold 752,076 a day. In other words, each day he moved and sold about 35 times the limit outlined in his 2016 agreement with Ripple. For example, 
Over six days ending Wednesday, Mr. McCaleb sold more than 500,000 XRP a day or about $150,000 worth. And this was, um, at first I thought, I'm like, well, maybe it is true. But after more looking into it, and uh, Jed said some stuff, then we got linked to some more stuff. It ended up being just a, a total FUD type thing. It's not, even if it was is true, I think it might be true. It's because the volume actually has increased. It's He's not breaking his agreement. The gr- agreement changed, I believe. But, um, yeah, so whatever he's doing it's not against what he's allowed to do uh, another thing it was this kind of round table of people that are in the the trading and uh wall street and all that uh, this one guy had a very interesting um take because they're basically saying how no none of these assets have any kind of use case right now but uh one does and then here this is what he says that are working with regulators and are working with I agree but right would be an example, like, would be an example right now this is a and, and I, I can imagine in the next five years instead of us doing sterling against the dollar or sterling against yen and doing these types of transactions with we'll do sterling versus ripple and the reason being dollar right now is a two-day settlement with something like ripple you could do settlement in seconds and I think that so that is basically the kind of the gist of what they're talking about, how the kind of use cases they see, which is good. I mean, shows that the people outside the crypto community are actually seeing what Ripple is doing to XRP. I mean, they kind of talked as Ripple as XRP, but uh, you get the point. So something that is coming up is Swell, October 1st. And this is just a recap of what happened at last year's swell. And this was posted by Digital Asset XRP on Twitter. Uh, Moha Loop, Moja Loop, however you say it, was announced partnered with the Gates Foundation, which is Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, I believe is her name, are working together to uh, get money to unbanked areas like in Africa, etc. The 300 million XRP accelerator program was announced, and the first X Rapid customer was announced, which was Qualix in Mexico, and 100 plus financial institution partners. Which uh, that's a pretty big news, pretty common news nowadays, because uh, we've been spoiled so much. But I'm sure there's going to be some pretty amazing stuff that comes up with this well i guess they're not doing any live stuff so uh we might not find out till a day or two after unless they're having reporters and stuff there i have no idea and then so x spring was something that uh x ripple is doing to kind of uh, get other people to do things in the xrp space and one of them was Scooter Braun, which is Justin Bieber's manager or something, but he was part of the program to um, part of the X Spring program. Uh, it says Scooter Braun, entertainment talent manager, entrepreneur, and founder of SB Projects, who is pursuing several endeavors that will use XRP to improve artists' ability to monetize and manage their content which is super awesome because uh, he was uh, fighting FUD on Twitter, which was uh, 
pretty cool to see someone that big. He has like, let's see, he has 3.9 million followers on Twitter. So that was a, a pretty awesome thing to see because he just posted like XRP, the standard on his just a post and it's kind of how it started everything. And uh, another big thing was our man, we'd say wind is getting the XRP tip bot integrated with Zapier. So Zapier is a platform that uh, helps people with integrations into various sites using web hooks and other types of things. So this allows the XRP, to- XRP tip bot essentially to become integrated or automated in a simpler format for everyone. And this is pretty huge. Uh, there's something like it's in private beta right now, he said, but there's like over a thousand, like thousands and thousands of integrations. So, I mean, man, he's just uh, killing it for the XRP community and the XRP and it's a price point or it's a use case. Uh, another, sorry, we got a lot of news today. If you guys didn't notice uh, this art of this uh, episode is going to be pretty long. <laughs> Uh, uh, I kind of mentioned secure blockchain, or I don't know if I said secure blockchains. I wasn't really supposed to say a lot, but uh, they're coming out with a new product called Anchor. Uh, it's coming soon. Uh, if you listen to my last episode, it may hint to you what that the product is called. So that's awesome as well. And let's see, there's something I wanted to kind of talk about on here. I don't know if this is newsworthy, but on Twitter, this guy, well, maybe I'll talk about this in my last segment, actually. Uh, Might make more sense. Uh, So let's see, what else news do we got? News, news, news. A lot of news. So C3 Nick kind of posted a highlight of what went on yesterday. So Ripple updated its website. So they took out the individual products like XVIA, XCurrent, and XRapid in their main drop-down menu. Now they've just basically called it RippleNet, which in their liquidity solutions part of it, they took out the part of uh, request early access, which I think is huge. It's... uh, some people are saying it's still there. It is still there. You have to find it, though. I mean, it's really hard to, not really hard to find, but you have to actually have to search for it. So, which makes me think that Ripple just hasn't updated that part of the site. But that is big, especially with um, everything start, is starting to pick up. Momentum is picking up. Price keeps spiking at certain times, like uh, volume. And then uh, Google ended its ad ban yesterday which is another big thing. It's just uh, being more open to cryptocurrencies and allowing people to post ads. And then uh, Congress, a congressman and Ryan Zagone, uh, they're both talking about how um, the U.S. needs to uh, kind of pick up because other countries are leaving us behind. And then uh, in regards for uh, SBI virtual currencies, uh, the Japan um, relationship that we've been all hoping on, uh, blink of an eye, turned on, be the biggest, et cetera, et cetera. I uh, found out they will be doing deposits and withdrawals starting in December. 
and then not doing market trading till March of next year, which is actually quite disappointing. We thought they were supposed to go live like in July or June or something or August, which it is disappointing, but maybe they just uh, got so overwhelmed because they are an X, they're supposed to be an X rapid customer. So that's uh, the, that was the, the disappointing part of that. And then, um, let's see, you got anything else to talk about? That might be all the news I have. I have some more FUD, but let's talk about that in my next segment. Let's see. Oh, there was an account created yesterday that had a uh, hundred million a hundred million XRP posted into it, which who knows what that means. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, that's my news, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to XRP Talk with myself, your host, Nicholas. You have reached the part of the podcast that will be transitioning to XRP Talk Unfiltered. If you would like to have your views expressed, please download the Anchor.fm app on Android or iOS and look for XRP Talk. You can leave a message for me to listen and share with my listeners. The following is my opinion on speculation, conspiracies, XRP, community drama, and life. If you have chosen to listen, you may experience these symptoms, panic attacks, triggerness, anxiety, anger, sadness, weight gain, or loss, lapse, and judgment. If you do not want these symptoms, please stop listening now in three, two, one. Well, if you have made it this long, I thank you very much. So... Last week, we had three moments that XRP spiked up at 4 a.m. Pacific time, my time. Uh, volume uh, increased exponentially at uh, the same time each day. And then so I was like, oh, maybe it'll happen this week. It didn't happen yesterday, which was disappointing. Which, But I heard Japan and Korea were on vacation on Monday or holiday, whatever they call it. So that could have been related, but this morning at 4 a.m., it happened again. So maybe there's something brewing there. Uh, Could be X-Rapid testing. That could be um, a good thing. So uh, that was kind of exciting to see. And yeah, so because, I mean, man, something's brewing. I mean, volume is going off the charts. XRP keeps spiking more than everyone else. So I just think it's uh, it's funny. Or not funny, but good. So we had a, an article posted that said, XRP is centrally controlled by Ripple, says Bank of International Settlements. Which I find funny right in that regard, Bank of International Settlements, which, you know... XRP uh, Ripple is basically their enemy. Uh, so I th- thought that was funny because they're basically just trying to, um, uh, basically just trying to discredit them because they know Ripple is coming. So I thought that was uh, pretty funny. 
And then we had, uh, let's see if I can find it. Had some idiots on Twitter yesterday. Let's see. So this guy, this guy was is a complete freaking idiot. He made himself look so stupid. So he's at Ian underscore fish, I-A-N underscore F-I-S-C-H. So he was basically saying X-Rapid, there's no way it could work because it is it has to go through all this compliance checks. That's why it uh, takes so long. That is not why it takes so long, buddy, but okay. Saying, how does, uh, one of his tweets was, yes, the average customer needs to provide information to Western Union. Then Western Union has to do some necessary compliance checks based on the laws for both countries for that sender and recipient. That's why it takes one to three days. Uh, that was kind of, He kept going back about other things, but and then extra P Trump said, uh, they actually do the same day because they got pre uh, pre funding, and I don't think the people understand. So everything is done behind the bank's firewall. So the bank has the AML checks, has the KYC checks. Then they go out to the exchange, and then it goes to the other bank where it has AML checks and KYC checks for the customer. So there is uh, that has never been the issue. The issue has been the settlement part. And it's just like, this guy would not let it go. I was like, you are so freaking stupid. So uh, that was interesting to see. Um, and then there was this other thing. Uh, it could have been me just misunderstanding or me just being me. Uh, so yesterday, this guy was saying something along the lines of why... If a bank has its own XRP, why would it use XRapid? And I think the point I was trying to make, I may have been just talking about Ripple products in general. But uh, my understanding is, so if you are Ripple and you're providing customers a way, uh, a software. So if the customer, like say I'm Bank of America and I have a billion dollars in fiat currency, and my customer wants me to send $100 million to Mexico. So if I have XRapid, it's going to take the currency to an exchange, exchange it for XRP, and the XRP is going to get sent to Mexico, and the Mexico exchange is going to convert it to pesos, and then it's going to get uh, given to the customer at the, the bank there. So uh, my thing was saying if the if Bank of America already holds XRP, why would they have to use XRapid? Uh, I don't see the one thing is a lot of people don't really know how their products worked because they're not open source products, and we've just been told what we've been told. But my understanding would be just from uh, dealing with software my whole life and just how ease of use would be. Ripple software would have, so they're connected to the, all the bank systems. They know what the bank has. Uh, and then if the bank wants to save me more money, because Joel Katz is, or just David Schwartz has said this, if you want to save even more money, they can hold XRP because it'll be even faster and cheaper because that's one less step. So my understanding would be Ripple, like in their software, they can say, oh, so this is your XRP account, and the address is integrated into the software. So when they want to send money to Mexico for this customer, 
the Ripple software would say, this is going to be your method. It's going to be the fastest and the cheapest. And it's probably going to be the method where they see they have XRP. Uh, XRP. So they go, okay, transfer. And then it would just take the XRP instead of sending the fiat. Um, that's kind of the point I was trying to get. I guess I wasn't really talking about XRapid. I don't know if that's con- still considered XRapid. I mean, it's their product. I mean, that's technically now it's all converged, which I think is good because it does kind of get confusing in that aspect it might be x current but basically my thing is they were saying well they would just use the xrp ledger then well if i'm a bank paying money for this software i just want it to be the same no matter what if i'm uh, sending stuff to mexico i want to be i just hit a button and it happens so the software itself would go oh you actually have xrp we're going to take the xrp send it to mexico right away and convert it to mexican pesos instead of going through the first exchange and the other exchange uh that's how i look at it and if ripple is the company i believe it is their software probably works in a similar manner it's going to be that should be the same for the customer no matter what and it just finds the best solution so that's why i was just getting kind of frustrated with the person because it's hard talking back and forth over text and you only have 180 characters i wanted to write many multiple paragraphs but i couldn't so it's getting really frustrating for me and uh probably really frustrating for them as well i wanted to read a uh, a long it's kind of long it's a, a comment that was posted on a youtube video uh, in reply to Rob Art, it had to do with why the price, why like 589 is possible in a way because the way pricing works and stuff. So it's kind of a long thing. I'm going to read it for you all. But it does make sense when you actually think about it because uh, I've done some testing and had noticed this same stuff as well. So it says, hello, Rob Art. I have recently posted the below for Jungle Inc. And as you have also touched on the subject, then I would like you to consider these facts before stating that XRP will take an extreme amount of money to reach $589. And also, this is not the quote, but I'm not saying 589 is possible, but uh, a high price is definitely possible. So please take particular note of this section where I show on Bitrix Exchange that transacting small amounts of money can pick up the price dramatically. Please do not be fooled into thinking that it'll take billions of dollars to force the price of XRP to the extremes. It will not. I wanted to say thank you for making a video that does not berate others for suggesting a price of $589 as many others have. I have posted many comments explaining why in my professional opinion, XRP can reach very high numbers dramatically faster than any other coin which is currently on the market as you have opened this discussion i wanted to go through the simplification of this process so you may hopefully share this information and thus see for yourself a confirmation if you will of how this will be achieved as you know ripple now has partnered with a number of exchanges around the world and surely the number will grow This network of liquidity providers will become a go-to place for buy and sell for retail market makers, as these are the exchanges that are servicing transactions for the payment flows of the institutions. 
If an exchange is not within the liquidity network, then the XRP on these exchanges will drain away as retail investors begin to move their XRP onto the platform. This will happen due to either, number one, arbitrage, although other exchanges will not let the price fluctuate too much so as to not miss out on the list higher prices. Two, natural migration to preferred exchanges for rapid buy-slash-sell opportunities. As one expects, as one can expect, no exchange will want to miss out on the potential for making money where servicing XRP transactions would provide a healthy income stream for the exchange. Unfortunate, most exchanges are simply not large enough with enough capital backing for Ripple to sign them as a preferred exchange. Now on to the method of price increase, which I believe will occur. We can guarantee that the spread in the exchange for XRP will be extremely tight, so as to ensure near-perfect entry and exit from the Ripple Preferred Partner Solution, RPPS, from now on. The RPPS consortium will also be working with a framework that will ensure coordinated price movement of XRP to eliminate arbitrage trading from XRP slash fiat pairs, which will then obviously filter into USDT slash BTC markets on these exchanges. That's even if they still exist at this point. It will be a requirement that these third-party pairs will need to decouple from XRP so as to ensure the extreme price fluctuations in BTC will never impact the price of XRP. Even a price drop of 0.01 cent will have a dramatic input impact on the movement of value when we are talking about millions of dollars. Now, we don't know that a member of the RBPS have been and continue to be pre-funded with XRP so they may service X-Rapid transactions. This pre-funding is necessary to guarantee transactions made by financial institutions. We can't have any of these transactions fail due to the lack of XRP liquidity. These exchanges will also be reliant of the XRP provided by market makers to bolster the XRP liquidity, thus adding to the exchange total amount. Now the exchanges will prefer, at first, to use the XRP from market makers to increase the price of the XRP coin. Why would I? Why do this? Why do I say this? Because it simply makes sense to the immediate available XRP to raise the price in a dramatic fashion. This then increases the ex, uh, exchange's reserve pool that it must service the transaction requests. But now it has been increased dramatically. Let me explain. Uh, Bitrix order book currently shows that twenty-seven cents to a dollar forty-nine totals forty-seven thousand dollars through XRP fiat pairing which is the same channel that is used by the RPPS. Uh, simply transacting $47,000 would instantly push the price to $1.49. Bitrix order book currently shows that $0.27 to $25, $0.27 cents to $25 totals uh, uh, I'm not sure if that was the wrong exchange. Uh, $3,651,361 transaction the $3 million at this point will instantly push the price to $25. Oh, he's just doing examples. Uh, Bitrix order books currently shows that $27 to $100 totals uh, for this amount. Transaction the $3 million, something with this will instantly push the price to $100. Uh, oh, there are prices up to $100 and $100. Okay. Now that the XRP price numbers get much higher than this, if you take a closer look yourself, 
So blah blah blah. I'm sorry, this is a really long thing. I didn't realize how long this was. So basically, if you could fill all the orders in the order book, the price is going to go up, uh, which that happened to be. So that is uh, why the price it may not hit 589, but that's why the price will go up dramatically. And now that I talked about this, I forgot another piece of news: Coinbase. Oh, Coinbase. Coinbase has decided, uh, it's just funny because Coinbase was all about this, oh, we're doing this uh, lengthy process, we have these board of people that have to direct it and decide, uh, and now they've uh, resorted to a simple Google form on their site, listings.coinbase.com, to accept XRP, or uh, not XRP, to accept uh, um uh, applications for coins on their platform. They're saying they're going to have hundreds of coins in the next month or so or something like that. I just think it's funny. You could definitely tell they're feeling the pressure. I mean, why just get your head out of your ass and just fucking add XRP? It's really, I don't know if they're going to use this as an excuse. Like they didn't want to like have the BTC maximalists uh, freak out. Um, I just like, I like. Are you fucking kidding me? Just fucking add it. God, you're. Someone's uh, C three Nick said, Coinbase cannot afford to not add XRP because, uh, pretty much at this point, everyone else has XRP and they're probably feeling the heat because of it. Um, and yes, because XRP is the best digital asset. Well, I think this podcast was probably really long. Uh, I think that's all I got for today. There's probably more stuff. Um, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Go ahead and leave me messages. Um, you know where to go. XRP Talk uh, on Anchor.fm. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen. My name is Nicholas, and this was XRP Talk.